Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Wrestling fandom. It's the one, the only. Brian Rails. Who the fuck else? So on tap for tonight. I hate saying that phrase. What do you got on tap for tonight? What else, man? A WWE Raw review. Now, this is the week before SummerSlam. And <laughs> SummerSlam used to be the premier pay-per-view, you know, because you had talent that could actually produce a show. It's not that they don't have talent, WWE does. I can get into my rant a little later on in a segment called Off the Rails Uncensored. It's not totally negative. It's just cynicism at its best, right? Also, ladies and gentlemen... We have a birthday girl in the house now. There are two things, actually several things you don't do with women on air. One is never say their weight. Two is never, ever, and I mean ever, reveal their age. Unless you men want to die an early death or unless you're severely good looking, you still don't fucking say it. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, a long-winded intro by me. She's been taking care of business, if you will, on the side. Please welcome to the show the co-host of Rexel Radio Network, Lady Lynn. Hey, B-Tray. Glad to be here. How's it hanging, bro? Uh, it's hanging all right. I've... I've uh, <laughs> I did the chore, if you will, folks. It shouldn't be a chore when you watch uh, wrestling. That's sad that I have to mention that in a sentence you know, about pro wrestling, not just WWE, because there is there is other professional wrestling that's going to start back up, you know, in the Indies, you know, like WFC. I'm sure Granny Holkster would uh, be proud that I mentioned that, you know, on August 22nd, Lady Lynn's birthday, by the way, folks. If you want to wish her a happy birthday, Russell underscore radio. Okay. On Instagram, on Facebook, Russell Radio Network forward slash Facebook dot com. On Twitter, you can wish her a happy birthday on my handle at Brian Rails or B Train O five thousand. And that's in the Twitter handles, folks. So there's that, you know, and Lady Lynn and I have uh, been discussing what would have been TakeOver 30 in Boston, Massachusetts, which is, uh, God, I I love saying this. It's right in my wheelhouse. It's like a 
you know, drives way away, you know, to the Boston Garden to go see Takeover 30. But, you know, it was not meant to be because of the fucking pandemic. Oh, and um, not only fuck Easter, but fuck you, 2020. I mean, I could sit here all day and say I'm sick and tired of seeing the fucking memes about, uh, let's see here. If 2020 was a person, now those are funny. The reason why I'm distracting myself, folks, is because I don't want to rev myself up too much. Thank you, WWE, for giving us material on stuff to report on, and good and bad, but at the same fucking token... Andy Orton, can we please pick an opponent for him versus, you know, let's play, let's spin the wheel. Oh, Kevin Owens. I love KO. Don't get me wrong. I think Kevin Owens is great. Um, but what happened to Big Show? Am I, does he have to go back to TV? Is, is that the issue? Also, Apollo Crews and MVP. MVP is doing a great job. I don't know about Apollo Crews. It's just, no matter what you, if you give that kid a mic, it's it's not career suicide for the fucker, but I'm going to tell you, Apollo Crews is a great worker, great wrestler, but give him a microphone and that's just going to be the death of his career. There wasn't so much talking, but also the confusion, okay, what in the fuck is going on with Underground Fight Club, the WWE. And who is this new group called Retribution? No one knows. No one knows, folks. I don't know if it's the Forgotten Sons. We don't know if it's for movies from NXT. That's, there's intrigue. Because Mickey James returned tonight, folks. And I don't, it's to probably help the women's division, you know, get a little different variety, different flavor. Your turn of the face because Lana and Maddie were seen in the back. I don't know what was here. I most of the stuff that was on uh, the show tonight is nothing for sure. You know, it wasn't totally bad. It wasn't good either. So, is it going to be a trap to watch SummerSlam? Because I have experienced about four of those in New York. To be exact, folks, four, yes. And the takeovers would be great from NXT, but I'll give you a hint. What rhymes with shitty and SummerSlam? Oh, wait, I gave it away. <laughs> oh, I don't have much much faith in this SummerSlam this year, B-Train. I don't know about you, but... It's looking like it's going to be a total train wreck, if you ask me. Asuka versus Sasha, so she can beat them on live TV, you racist, creative bastards. But she can't beat anyone on a main pay-per-view? I hope and pray. (sighs) I hope and pray that Asuka beats Sasha, but knowing our luck, whatever we say, it doesn't matter, because Lance Storm said it best. Instead of getting the credentials to be a good company and giving the fans what they want. You can't give it to us every night. I understand. 
but it would be nice Mr. Hayes and the other creative geniuses that sit in the fucking back. We're like, oh, we got to give her a build. I get that. I understand you have to build Asuka and Sasha's feud, and it's not a bad one. It's just my question to you all is, why is she losing every fucking pay-per-view? The only one that she won was by luck because Becky was pregnant and Shayna Baszler didn't win. Okay, you know what, folks? I would love to see Asuka and Shayna Baszler again. Do you know why? Because Kyrie Sane's no longer there. She gave uh, Shayna Baszler a run for her money. And story-wise, it'd be great because you've got Bianca Belair and Zelina Vega feuding. You've got Mickey James, who just returned. So please, you know, I understand that you have to adhere to a strict code of conduct when it comes to writing your shit. Well, that didn't take long, folks. Normally, my rant gets saved towards the end of the fucking show. But now, you've awoken the beast. Well, you don't want to go opening that can of fish too soon, be trained, but once it's open, it's I mean, almost it's like ca- opening Pandora's box, isn't it? Well, I mean, folks, come on. The past few summers of slams, like Lesnar versus Taker is not the only uh, central point of focus. I mean, there's good matches, but, I mean, people want specifics on what I'm talking about. I was there for this torture. You can ask Lady Lynn. I actually showed up to this shit. In New York, where I'm from, at the Barclays Center, I was crazy enough because it was a two-parter, right? You have your good, your opening act. It's bad when the opening act is better than the main fucking show, folks. So please, WWE, if you want to keep... They're not they're not losing money on merchandise, and they're not losing sleep over my opinions. I understand that, Carrie. But furthermore, folks, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or likes or dislikes... What could be better about the show? Go to Wrestle underscore Radio on Instagram, Wrestle Radio Network forward slash Facebook dot com, and at Brian Rails on Twitter. Gary, let me inform you of something, dude. I have been to these events. I <laughs> literally since 2015. And let me tell you. Okay. 2015, you want me to read this shit show? Okay. August 23rd, it be held outside Los Angeles Staples Center, whatever. So, it was in Brooklyn, New York, and it was Lesnar versus Taker. Go figure. And here's the, here's the result. Sheamus uh, beat Randy Orton in a singles match. The New Day and Kofi Kingston with Xavier Woods beat the primetime players, Darren Young and Titus O'Neil. So I don't even remember some of this shit, but okay. Dolph Ziggler with Lana versus Rusev versus Summer Ray. Oh, God. I, wow, I had completely forgotten about that, Bimbet. Neville and Stephen Amell beat King Barrett and Stardust. See this, this match that I was going to be on the show? Okay, Ryback. And a triple, it was a triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship. So the Wow, it's 5 minutes and 33 seconds on the card. I know how that goes. Uh, Ryback beat Big Show in The Miz. 
Ambrose and Reigns beat Wyatt. Okay, so that match was decent. It was a 10-minute match. Seth Rollins beat John Cena, winner takes all. That was awesome. Uh, Team PCB, Becky, Charlotte Page in a three-way elimination match versus uh, Sasha Banks, Team Bella, Alicia Fox, Rebella, Bella, and Nikki Bella. Kevin Owens beat Cesaro. And then the main event was The Undertaker and Lesnar. It was 17 minutes, and so Undertaker beat Lesnar by technical knockout. Uh, yeah, so 10 matches at SummerSlam is a bit much, but um, I just, you know, want to point out something here. That SummerSlam, no, it wasn't that great. I mean, if you have... From what I understand, folks, let me just read this to you, the length of matches. So, length of the first match is 12 minutes. You got time to fill on a whole event, right? So, start off the night with a 12-minute match, kind of stretching that just a little bit when you got the curtain jerk. Uh, a fatal four-way for the tag team championships. So, the New Day started that little uh, title reign, you know, at SummerSlam. I'm not a mad about that. A singles match with Ziggler and Rusev with Summer Rae ended up in a double countout. Um, when there's a double countout, folks tend to not care, all right? Neville and Stephen Amell. Boy, do I remember Neville. That dude had a temper like you wouldn't believe. Um King Barrett and Stardust No longer with the company And I don't know Wade's in NWA I think the last time I checked Ryback Defeated Big Show And so There's several things folks That I about that SummerSlam, I don't know whether it would be prudent of me or wise of me. I just, ten matches. Imagine that. So, length, is that a big deal at SummerSlam? I don't know. It depends on what you consider a great SummerSlam. I consider one that actually captivates and gives us a show. Let's look at 2016, shall we? Because these are the ones that I attended. So I believe through 18, let's see here, 2016, again, it was in Brooklyn, and let's see here. The Usos, Jimmy and Jay versus American Alpha, Chad Gable and Jason Jordan, the Hype Bros, Mojo Rowley and Zack Ryder. It was a 12-man tag match, so it was 14 minutes, and then uh, it featured the VOD villains. And I remember that match quite well. Uh, Blue Pants, I don't know if she still was there. She left WWE by then. I think she left WWE. So, okay, folks. Sami Zayn and Neville beat the Dudley Boys. Well, I don't. 
again, these matches are not memorable because it was a seven-minute match. Sheamus and Cesaro. Okay, singles match, first ever, seven, best of seven. Jericho, wow. We're going real old school if he's on the card. Jericho and Kevin Owens beat Enzo Amore and Big Cass. That was a 12-minute match. Jesus. Charlotte beat Sasha in a single match for the WWE Women's Championship. The Miz with Maurice beat Apollo Crews. Didn't care. It was a five-minute squash. AJ Styles beat John Cena. And this is this where it gets interesting, folks. I'll tell you a bit afterwards. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson beat the New Day. Xavier Woods, and it was for the WWE Tag Team Championship, so Oh, okay, well John Stewart, oh my goodness Ambrose beat Ziggler for the WWE World Championship Nikki Bella, Natalia, and Alexa Bliss versus Becky Lynch, Naomi, and Carmella There seems to be a pattern here, folks Six woman tag match, because last time it was an elimination match. Go figure. The Demon King, Finn Balor beat Seth Rollins. As that was for the inaugural Universal Championship. He did tear his labrum, folks. Lesnar with Heyman. So Lesnar's the main event. God fuck that shit. Randy Orton by technical knockout. Notice a pattern, folks. Why I, you know, it, is it a trap? It certainly is. It lured me in. That got me, you know, to get out of the house. That's all I can say. Uh, 2017. I mean, it, you live with your aunt, folks. It was not. I mean, you had to. I had to get out of the house. I just moved back to New York back in 2016. So, anyways, 2017. Now, this one. Let me see here. That's but I'm. The venue was Barclays Center. Again, the attendance wasn't the problem. And to take a break, you know, from the review, okay, the results. The Miz and the Miz Taraz, Bo Dallas and Curse Axel Maurice, okay, defeated the Hardy Boys, Jeff, Matt, and Jason Jordan. So that was 11 minutes. All right. Neville beat Akira Tozawa with Titus O'Neil. That was for the Cruiserweight Championship. The Usos were heavily involved in this shit, okay? The Usos and Jimmy and Jay defeated the New Day for the tag team, SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Wow. Okay, John Cena beat Baron Corbin in a singles match. Natalia beat Naomi in the SmackDown Women's Championship. Wow. Oh, yeah, Natty has a championship for a brief, like, three months. Big Cass beat Big Show, so Enzo was suspended above the ring in a shark cage, although I think he should have been suspended above the ring in a shark cage with eels waiting for him at the bottom. (laughs) Although I don't think the eels would be electrified by that boring piece of fuck. I mean, piece of shit. (laughs) Nah, even better than that, B-Train. He should have been suspended in a shark cage above a pool of hungry sharks. Yeah, but then the sharks will lose their appetite. I mean, he does look like one big giant chicken with a mohawk. How are you doing? Well, that is true. <laughs> Besides, that might have been considered could... animal cruelty to the sharks. I was going to say, 
unless you drop somebody that looks like a worker, and yes, I just took a jab at Enzo because how that motherfucker had two years in WWE is beyond me. Maybe because of his political ties and support, I don't know. Or could it be that my name is Enzo Amore, and I am a certified G and a bona fide son, and you can't teach that. Bada boom, realist guys in the room, how you doing? Like, for real, bro. I feel like a piece of my fucking gimmick was stolen is a commonly used phrase in professional wrestling. But this motherfucker, a German pretending to be Italian is not a big deal, is it? He went to court, ladies and gentlemen, for not just a change of name. Eric Arndt. Arndt is German, right? So now he legally has two names. Enzo Amore and Eric Arndt. Isn't that funny? That's a very stereotypical name Italians would fucking hate. When the moon hits you, right? It's a big pizza pie. It's Amore. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying... That match was the drizzling shit, and the crowd was, you know, I was there, was fucking restless about that match. Okay, Randy Orton beat Rusev in a singles match in 10 seconds. Now I'm recalling this bullshit. Sasha Banks beat Alexa Bliss by submission. And how that match was 13 minutes? Uh, Well, to be honest with you folks, I can give you a little insight. You think that these two would get along in real life, blah, blah, blah. No. Sasha actually resents Alexis because she feels that she had to work twice as hard, all this. She's full of shit, and she's dramatic, and this is one reason why I will never be a Sasha Banks fan. I don't care. I mean, legit, boss. Well, you know. The Demon Finn Balor beat Bray Wyatt for a match that should have been longer. I get why they did it. Ambrose and Seth Rollins beat Cesaro and Sheamus. Okay, that one made sense because the Shield kind of teasing a return. AJ Styles beat Kevin Owens. That was a damn good match. Um, Well, Shane McMahon is a special guest referee. I forgot about that. Jinder Mahal with the Singh brothers beat Shinsuke Nakamura in a singles match for the WWE Championship. Well, I remember this. I remember Jinder Mahal's one-night stand with the WWE Championship. It didn't last long, folks, because <laughs> in wrestling, you know, you have your racist, your I-know-everythings, the smarks, right? And then you have, well, the group of fans that will complain no matter what you throw in front of them. When Jinder won that, I think it was complete bullshit because Nakamura had not held that title for, you know, barely over almost two months. So Lesnar in the main event again, Jesus Christ. It was the do you see why folks? This is this is why Lady Lynn and myself partake in watching NXT takeovers before SummerSlam. It's because um we're not trying to be mean here, but Lesnar main eventing shit and he barely shows up each year that I've listed off, okay, I'm going to go, you know, do the 2018 and then 2019 because 
it just it's kind of depressing, folks. Really. Oh, not. Let's see here. Not those guys. No, 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 no. 2018. There we go. Stats guy's kind of slacking. Thanks, Barry. Making people feel um, dead air, which we do not have. So, results. Oh, okay. So, Andrade Cien Almas. This was his debut. It was Alina Vega. Uh, it was a mixed tag match. They beat Lana and Rusev. And figure it was a seven-minute match. Cedric Alexander beat Drew Gulak. Gulak is supposedly a guru in the ring. I don't really see it. B team. Oh, I miss those. I miss those guys. Uh, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel beat the Revival Dash Wilder. Okay, that was kind of shitty to do that to those teams. Now that I think about it, Seth Rollins with Dean Ambrose defeated Ziggler with Drew McIntyre. McIntyre. Damn, alive. A lot of these debuts in WWE, it's kind of like the New Day again. I'm not surprised, folks, that the New Day gets put into matches because they're not that bad. Uh, The New Day, Big E, and Xavier Woods with Kofi Kingston beat the Bludgeon Brothers. Oh, the Bludgeon Brothers, that gimmick. Okay. Um, They look like druids. They look like redneck druids. That's 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 all I remember, folks. With hammers. So, yeah, my assessment of those guys is they should have been gimmicked a lot differently and packaged a lot differently. But that's my take on it. Braun Strowman beat Kevin Owens for Money in the Bank contract. Really, this match was a minute and fifty seconds. What in the actual fuck? My head hurts, folks I was there And now I'm slowly But surely starting to remember this bullshit Charlotte Flair Beat Carmella and Becky Lynch It was a triple threat For the Smackdown Women's Championship That match wasn't bad Smojo beat AJ Styles By disqualification And it was for the WWE Championship Complete and utter bullshit Joe should have won a championship when he got called up to main roster, I'm just saying. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I agree with you. He should have. Because there were several times, folks, where he could have won money in the bank. He could have beat Lesnar. He elevated Lesnar, actually, because the fucker couldn't fucking work. And he still can't. <laughs> I said it. You guys heard me. And Michael Cole, you ever-loathing piece of shit. For those of you who think Lesnar's not a bad worker, he, you got to give him credit. Give him credit for what? His merch don't even sell off the rack anymore. Suplex City, my ass. When you do one suplex, that is not considered going to a city. That's considered going to a small podunk town where the hometown mayor, judge, executioner, pastor, uh... Janitor, stripper. So basically, the dude from Proposal. The Proposal. <laughs> Shout out to a great romantic comedy. <laughs> oh, but I, I'm just saying, it's just, come on. This is ridiculous. 
So the Miz beats Daniel Bryan. Oh, I remember that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Finn Balor beat Baron Corbin in a singles match in a minute and 35 seconds. Uh, okay. And I. Shinsuke Nakamura beats Jeff Hardy. And for the United States. You know, I've noticed this pattern here. All the foreigners win the United States Championships because they're automatically going to be getting heat from a crowd that's either one extremely stereotypical racist, and trust me, folks, I would go over that with you, but this is not a philosophy class. This is a fucking wrestling podcast. So, Ronda Rousey beat Alexa Bliss. Fuck. No, no, no. Now I'm having my fucking flashbacks again. You build up this whole fucking match time, you know, with Alexa and Ronda. And then they get to Barclays, and this match was four minutes. Four minutes long, folks. Alexa Bliss, who has been working in wrestling for about, at this time, about seven, eight years... And she has to drop the fucking title to someone who is basically a draw and is getting spoiled. Ronda Rousey. Roman Reigns. Funny how it works that way, isn't it? It's really, I mean, it's lopsided in WWE, folks, because let's say I've been working in the business for 11, 12 years. And I have to drop my title or else get fired or find other places to work because Miss Celebrity or Mr. Celebrity it has it in their contract that they can beat me. And they barely Rhonda barely fucked train. She didn't even go through NXT. Why? Why, folks? Because I'll tell you why. At that time, you had Shayna Baszler there and they, those two are great friends. I, I met Rhonda actually uh, at TakeOver in New Orleans. Nice lady, but um, there is a problem, folks. When you can't wrestle your way out of the paper bag and then you go to the next summer, so which I'll be getting here soon, Roman Reigns beat Brock Lesnar for the WWE Universal Championship. That probably got a really loud pop. It did, actually, I remember. Um, again, using Lesnar in the main event, why? Why, why? That's like the third SummerSlam in a row that this motherfucker who doesn't show up for work got a main event. But thank God that WWE did not put that stupid shit as a champion over someone who actually... Chose his ass up to work and didn't tell the world until later that he had leukemia. So, I know they're probably laughing their asses off me and I'm doing a full-on scathing review on past SummerSlams. But, you know, folks, it took till WrestleMania 35 for them to realize if we don't give them what they want at least once, they're going to jump shit too late. There's a lot of us that are watching AEW right now. And they're, you know, even though their program is not the greatest either, they at least have continuity in their stories. No, they don't. 
That's a lie. Oh, there's a <laughs> kickoff match. New days again. No, no, no. Uh, no thanks. I don't want to read that because Sanity is no longer there. Uh, 2019, so I believe, was in LA last year. So finally, they got out of uh, the realms of my neck of the woods in Brooklyn. But uh, 2019. Okay, I want to read this train wreck so you all can understand where Lady Lynn and I are coming from. It was in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Okay, they were twelve. There were twelve matches. Okay, first one was Drew Gulak beat Oni Lorkin for the cruiserweight championship. Oni Lorkin's a pretty good dude. Um, Buddy Murphy beat Apollo Cruz by DQ. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross beat the Iconics for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Pretty cool. Becky Lynch uh, beat Natalia for the Raw Women's Championship. Becky always, and she will love hearing this, she always puts on a good match. Do you know why, folks? Because that woman knows how to tell a story when she works anybody. Seems to be a thing you need to be able to do If you're going to be the man Like Becky Lynch was back when I still think she is the mom Because here's When she has that child She wants to spend time with him or her And that's understandable folks Um, As far as the next few matches Let's see Goldberg beat Ziggler Okay that one was a shitty match But I AJ Styles and Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows beat Ricochet, and let's see here. AJ Styles with Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows beat Ricochet. Okay. Uh, Bailey beat Ember Moon, and that was a single match for the WWE Women's SmackDown Women's Championship. Wow, you know, you can tell who the general favorites to WWE are, especially when. I started reading the list. So Kevin Owens beat Shane McMahon. Shane should never get involved in a match. For the love of Christ, just stay behind the scenes, please. That's that's all we ask of you, dude. And, and you're not a bad person in any way you carry yourself and all that. Charlotte Flair beat Trish Stratus by submission. That was a damn good match. And you know something? It's really funny how... People from our generation of watching the Attitude Era come up and they still are able to get the crowd going. I mean, my God, man, Trish versus Charlotte. That was always a fantasy match when Charlotte straight up came through NXT. And I think it's a very – it's a detriment to – not a detriment, but it was a benefit to Charlotte because it elevated her career. You beat – a women's champion. I mean, Trish is fucking legend, dude. She's a Hall of Famer. Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton ended in a double countout. I'm going to say this nicely in a face. Boo, you fuckers. That should have been a chant that started at Barclays. Oh, the fiend Bray Wyatt beat Finn Balor. And it was a three minute and 25 second match. So, I don't... Oh 
Are you sure this is 2019? <clears throat> yes, it is. Seth Rollins beat Lesnar for the WWE Universal Championship. I still got time for my rant, even though it's going to be a short uh, rant, folks. We're just because I will talk in loops, and then they're like, "Why would you rant when you're ranting on top of a rant?" Well, somebody's got to do it. That's my common response, or as I like to say, I just work here. <laughs> So, folks, for those of you who are crazy and psychotic enough and want to dip your face in acid and then say, ooh, it feels great, you can catch SummerSlam. I know this is really a mean way of advertising this shit show, but if we're going to be honest, as fans, because they said they want suggestions, now be careful what you ask for. Because I know I'm not going to work for WWE in the near future by commenting on them like this. But if you'd like to subscribe to the network, it is still your first month free. And believe me, folks, it's either you know worth it or not worth it. But if you really want to watch old programming, by all means, the WWE Network can be located on the tab on WWE Network on WWE.com. If you don't, you know, want to pay with a valid credit card or debit card, you can go to your local FYEs, Dollar, Dollar General, 7-Elevens, Best Buys, PBS, GameStop. See, the monotone voice makes me feel like this. Bueller. Bueller. Get excited, Shout out to an 80s I'm, classic. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, you must have a valid email, folks, username and password. To reset the password, you can go through the password set prompts, my friend. I've got to get to my, uh, well, as I like to call it, the following show, the show that has uh, – Informative uh, viewpoints, if you will, and expletive language, my favorite kind of uh, free speech, form of free speech, if you will. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is a sub-show that was coined the phrase, Off the Rails Uncensored, on March 7, 2016. The following content produced in this show has expletive language and may be unsuitable for minors under the age of 18. Any reproduction or likeness thereof of the phrase off the rails uncensored is punishable by law and copyrighted, and $45 will show up in my PayPal. All right, since I have 20 minutes, it's crunch time to get even more feelings out, folks, and there's good and bad, there's ugly, and I guess WWE, so, (laughs) I mean, all right, monkeys in the truck. Hit my fucking music, damn it.
Several people will say things like, if your company doesn't do this, then I will leave. If your company doesn't do that, I will leave. I, at one point, folks, didn't turn on WWE for a whole year. That's kind of a shock to some because the year that I say, they go, well, it was a great year. It was a great year if you were a John Cena fan. And much like the implication that, well, since Cena's no longer there, he's in Hollywood, we're going to use Lesnar. Bad idea. You know why that is, folks? Because that motherfucker was the main event for three, almost, yeah, four SummerSlams. Four. There could have easily been matches that were switched into that position and made people believe, okay, yes, we want to see your show. We want to watch it. Isn't that the objective of a rest, a show period? It doesn't have to be just wrestling. But let's say if there's, you know, a movie we all wanted to see in the summertime when we when Lady Lynn and I were kids, we would watch it on the this is how you know Lady Lynn and I are both of age. We'd watch the VHS and we'd see previews for something, then we'd go to Blockbuster and rent it to see if it's a good or bad movie. With wrestling if it's not a good show, why even bother turning the shit on? Because I gave you the list of matches at Barclays and also Toronto, Ontario. Okay, folks? SummerSlam is supposed to be the headline of the summer, the beach, you know, the parties, the end-all parties. Now it's not even a fucking... It's like a kiddie pool with sand in it. Okay, and sometimes that shit's fun to play in, but what happens when there's bugs and all kinds of nasty shit in said sand? And then you just run away from it because you're like, oh, well, why even go into that thing anymore? Because there was fire ants or whatever the fucking case may have been with the bugs. The WWE has the bad habit, creatively speaking, of going into a match and going, this is great on paper, and the fans are going to absolutely eat it up. Um, Yeah, we did kind of with Taker and Orton because that was a fucking horrible idea. That's in the match on a work with Undertaker and Lesnar. Notice how Seth Rollins is the only one that beat Lesnar for the championship, and here's why. There was actual crowds, and there was just, you know, there was something to give an audience. If there's no crowd, back in the day, before all this shit went down, I guarantee you it would have been harder for Seth Rollins to win the championship. But Granny Holster and myself and a few others in the past that have been on my show as co-hosts, we all feel that it was kind of a sham. Actually, it was a sham. Samoa Joe didn't beat him. Uh, let's see, Braun Strowman could have beat him. But Braun Strowman then wins the championship because Roman Reigns is out of action. You guys think that we don't catch on as fans when you're projecting certain people to 
carry the torch or be the example that little kids are supposed to look up to. So what little kids are seeing from Lesnar was if you don't show up to work, you get opportunities. Or if you bitch and cry like Sasha Banks, you get opportunities. I'm smiling, folks, because there's plenty of room for the talent to do stuff. There was plenty of room during that entire those entire summer songs that I just reviewed where they could have uh, flip-flopped a few matches and made better work for themselves as a creative team and the audience for that matter. Instead, the results that I just read and actually saw and witnessed and went through, it became fruitless. So should we watch your show or or just mute it or read the results? That's That's the conundrum we find ourselves in every single time. As fans, as people who love professional wrestling, SummerSlam used to be, I mean, it used to be a party. Now, I'm not so sure that I even, I will watch NXT TakeOver, TakeOver 30, you know, on Saturday, you know. I'm not so sure that SummerSlam is going to be great to follow because, there's good matches and bad matches, don't get me wrong. I just feel like, Leyland and I personally feel like if you're going to present a pay-per-view to us, don't don't give us the third degree, don't jerk us around with Asuka, don't jerk us around with Shinsuke Nakamura. Give us a show. Because generally speaking, I haven't really watched Raw all the way through. I mean, that show is three hours long. And then I read the results, and it's like I really didn't miss much because I can already visualize how this happened. And you can already figure out for yourself what happened on the show without even tuning in, that's that's saying something. That's pretty sad, if you ask me. Even with Mickey James returning tonight, whoop-dee-doo. I mean, you guys need to quit releasing like, well, you need to just quit releasing talent. No, dude. Okay, what the, to answer your question, Ben, where are you from? Fayetteville. Okay. I don't think Jeff, you know, amping up the whole Jeff Hardy, Sheamus angle is going to help them. You got to start with what can we do as a creative that would be less talking and more action. Again, they talk probably about three quarters of the show. Actually, half the fucking show is 
getting on a microphone and then having a match. Like, really? You want to fill airtime? Well, you know, you do what NXT does and you have tournaments for things. That way the fans can be like, oh, well, there's a tournament. We can tune in to watch at least that. Because otherwise, if you keep doing what you're doing, the underground fight coach, <laughs> Shayna Baszler now gets involved. So what if she's, she's not involved in any fucking title pictures? Why? Why are you guys dropping the ball with Baszler? I want to ask you, I would ask you, but then again, I, I realize that the creative control is not just Hayes' fault. Vince, I love you to death, dude, but um, as some of us, if there was an actual crowd, please retire. Because the final decisions go through this man. Vince is a great person. As a businessman, he's like Al Davis. He sucks. My God, man. If if characters cannot... If certain wrestlers are not allowed to breathe, and you, you now all of a sudden get it because there's a backlash about the show, you finally letting the Iconics actually fucking wrestle? Wow. You're, you're now just paired up Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. Great. Now, the only thing is, Sarah Logan's missing, so I don't know what you guys did to her, but I can guarantee you this, if you continuously do shitty shows at SummerSlam, not a lot of people watch anyways, because they know just not even... Without having a dirt sheet person or without even uh, second guessing what main roster stuff is like, well, you get what you get. It is what it is. That's a really shitty attitude to have towards a show that was really, once upon a time, I remember, this is how old I am, sponsored by Super Soakers and Stridex. Does that tell you anything, folks? And when they had a 1-800 number for the video games, oh, yeah, Super Nintendo, SummerSlam, or WrestleMania. I'm showing my age here, folks, but um, it just, I'm sorry, but if my life was on the line and I had to watch SummerSlam, you know, this is going to sound really mean, but it's true. Oh, it's damn true. If I was on life support and had to watch Summerson, do you know what I would say to the idiots who are saying, well, you, you won't get paid? I would say, take me off life support because being the same person, main event, that show four years in a row and it makes the other talent look kind of just like oh well we respect him as our champion no you don't thank god was there's on sabbatical wherever the fuck he is stay there just stay there (laughs) 
you know, as much as we want him to grant that wish B train, they're not going to. Eventually, he's going to come back. He's, uh, I hate to say it, but he's like a cockroach infestation. You think you've gotten rid of him, and then he rears his ugly head again. And, folks, he does have quite the ugly forehead. I mean, things like a mile long. <laughs> well, I wasn't exactly going to make that analogy, but it works. It works because, look, not just going to repeat myself in a loop, but when you have matches that really don't mean anything on the card, I get it. You know, it could mean something with those guys. I understand, man, because I've been part of this thing called professional wrestling. Man. You got to sit in the back. You got to look at the card. You look at who's going over. Yes. Okay. As a manager, it was like playing uh, Russian roulette, but with wrestling. Because certain guys. They're judged off their ability. And when you get to the level of WWE. I can already tell you there's some guys that shouldn't belong based on not just height, but lack of mic skills, inability to get the crowd really going. Because, like I said, Apollo Crews, great wrestler, just horrible work uh, ethic on the mic. So I'm wondering if WWE is going to have 10 matches or 13 or 14 matches because I got five minutes left, folks. And I got to tell you, is SummerSlam going to be a trap? I I would honestly say yes because Oscar may have beaten Bailey tonight for the opportunity to get to Sasha Banks and I I'm not fond of the concept that's about to hit the fucking airwaves man especially on SummerSlam on the network that match has me concerned they're not even I don't know I don't know Jordy so I mean you'd have to look not just at Meltzer, but look at the fucking way they've structured things. It's not very... It doesn't have to be uniform. But at SummerSlam, I would make matches like, okay, Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro versus Orny Lorcan, Danny Birch, Brizongo. I would make it an interpromotional with NXT. Do you know why? They're like, well, they have to work too. Yes, they have to work. But at the same fucking token, imagine, folks, how cool it would be, even if they're not supposed to be their their main roster counterparts. Imagine if Kevin Owens and Ricochet and Velveteen Dream and Samoa Joe had a four-on-four match with Undisputed Era. I mean, it's an eight-man tag, right? But the winners of this match, and I do mean winners of this match, 
would get the okay, their winning captain, whatever. All four of them, all four of the winning team members would get a title opportunity on their respective shows, or they get a person of their choosing. They could challenge anyone they want. Also, for the women's match, since Bailey and Sasha are not defending their tag team championships, and they complained about the Iconics not defending theirs. Well, Angel Fishes, you've only defended it a few times, so. I would have a tag team battle royal between all three brands or, or better yet, a tournament. Because that would be fucking cool to have NXT and main roster paired together and see them just duke it out. The United States Championship, really, we're going to cute MVP, a wrestler who, I mean, the dude still looks like he's still got it. I think he just needs to slowly but surely work his way into the back as a manager or agent, one of the two. And furthermore, my point, I went to three of these folks, three. And you know what? Each time the pattern that followed, NXT was ten times better. Just saying... Just throwing that little tidbit out there, folks. Just throwing it out there. If I'm watching an episode of Very Scary People back and forth between WWE Raw, someone's not doing their job. Just like someone's not been doing their job for the last three, uh, four Summer Slams that I've unfortunately had the privilege of watching and, and listening through to Michael Mitchell. I don't know what. Fuck it. Mitchell Cole's commentary there. Said it. I mean, the man doesn't know a difference between his gender roles, whether it's a woman or a man. These three men, this was an evolution. I'm going to keep bringing that up. Every journalist makes mistakes, right? Michael Cole, at the very first all-women's pay-per-view, references three women in the ring as three men. I didn't know that they could get a sex change that quick, but okay. (laughs) Maybe they were... Trance and we didn't know it. Uh, the trans community, of course. But we, I mean, folks, there are things that Michael Cole will say, and there are things that he does that makes you question him as a journalist. No, him as a commentator. Do you know how to do shit on the fly? Of course he does. But it's like you can tell who the favorites are as well. And, um, well, folks, you know, it's up to you if you want to watch SummerSlam. I sure as hell ain't going to. But uh, if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, you know, I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Finally, finally, I can shove off the I – can, I can not shove off, but I can pass the torch along to – well, I get to say it. I get to say it. And no, I'm not on loop, and the stuff's not broken. And Lady Lynn. <laughs> and if you didn't like what Lady Lynn had to say, well, guess what? You can call me anything you want, but don't you dare call this. And remember, folks, you can wish her a virtual happy birthday through the Instagram on Russell underscore radio. 
And also through Wrestle Radio forward, Wrestle Radio Network forward slash Facebook dot com. And if you don't want to do that, you can wish your happy birthday through my Twitter at Brian Rails on Twitter dot com or Btraino five thousand. So, all right, folks, that's the wrap for tonight. That's the wrap for tonight. As toodles, bitches, I got to sleep and wake up and go to a warehouse and work my ass off and get paid doing so. And for those of you listening during the pandemic, we'd like to thank our fans from Tokyo, Japan, Toronto, Ontario, Mexico City, Mexico, Sydney, Australia, Perth, Tuscany, Italy, Rome. What's up? All my lovelies from the United States of America, I hope to God we can all come together and figure out something in this madness. Alright, for real though, toodles bitches I got to sleep. Dig it.